as one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. And to the republic for which it stands. The Democratic National Committee is located in the Watergate office building. The burglars forced a stairwell door, then taped its latch open. Well, I'm not a crook. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. One nation under God. This is as close as we can get to the base of the World Trade Center. And you can see the two towers, a huge explosion now raining debris on all of us. We better get out of the way. Good Lord, there are no words. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Title IX, the landmark civil rights law. It marked a watershed moment for women's rights when it passed in 1972. And the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. Legal Anatomy of Current Events, preparing for launch. Legal Anatomy of Current Events, launch sequence started. D-16, IU green to go, propellants pressurized. T-minus 15, legal anatomy of current events. SC ready and green to go. T-minus 14, FOS ready, green to go. T-minus 12, S1C fuel tank pressurized. T-minus 11, SC green to go. Legal anatomy of current events, green to go. T-minus 10, internal power, green to go. LES ready for ignition. T-minus 9, 8, 7, we have ignition. Five, four, commit for launch. Green, three, two, one. We have liftoff. Repeat, we have liftoff. Legal anatomy of current events, all for you. Now on the air, target locked. Good morning, America. Welcome. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, our law firm is Bell & Pollock. This is Legal Anatomy of Current Events. You know, we got this idea sometime back to do legal anatomy of current events because we all hear about these current events and they're in our life every day and news reports and, and news about this and news about that. But we want to give you the legal analysis because sometimes you just get the conclusion. You get the conclusion of maybe there was a defective product or maybe there was an election problem or maybe there was uh, uh, something done with a dangerous product. You get the conclusion. Maybe there's an abortion pill. And we got a show on abortion pills coming up. But wouldn't you really like to know what the legal analysis is? You know, and I'm not doing the abortion pill show today. But on that show, on that show, you're going to learn what the legal basis is for the abor abortion pills and what the legal challenges are. And where do they come from? So that's kind of what we do in all of our podcasts for legal anatomy of current events. We give you the legal a breakdown. That's why we call it legal anatomy. We go through the parts. We call it anatomizing your mind. Anatomizing your mind, we trademarked protected that. We want this to be good for you. We want you to give you the, give you the information that where you can make up your own mind on current events. Okay, and today we're talking about, this is a sidebar show, we're updating and reviewing. We're talking about the Colorado River, the water in the Colorado River. Now, you know, we did a show on this before, a whole complete long podcast. You can listen to it. It's really kind of fascinating of the law of the Colorado River. Who owns the water? Why? What's happening? And when there's not enough water, what happens? Now, I want to just give you a brief refresher, okay, on the law of the Colorado River. I told you in the beginning of that show, so I'll, I'll save this part for you. you can go, I'm not going to repeat the whole show for you, but you, you're going you're gonna to understand that law for the Colorado River is called prior appropriation. 
Okay, Gary, that's a bunch of mumble-jumble legal words. What does that mean? That means I gave you the example before. I'll give it to you now. In the old days, you know, in the olden days, right? You were trying to make a homestead in this country. You're out in Colorado or Wyoming or wherever, and you're trying to make a homestead. You you put your rocks down. I'm going to claim this spot of land right here. It's next to the river. Well, if I got a homestead, I need, I don't have running water, so I need water in your homestead. So you build some gates or a diversion and you appropriate, you take, you use part of the water from the river. Well, nobody's complaining because nobody's around, but you start to use it. And then you, you establish, a, establish a historical use of the water by appropriating using the water. When you do that, that's the doctrine of prior appropriation. That means you take priority over anybody else downstream that wants to use the water unless they have a superior appropriation right to yours. Okay, so that was covered in detail in our previous show on the Colorado River, but I wanted to cover it here because it's going to be important in a minute when we come up to California, Arizona, right? When we're talking about these people, it's going to be important. What's going to happen to the lower basin states. Now, the upper basin states, they're in pretty good shape. We've got uh, New Mexico, Utah, Wyoming, Colorado. But when you have the three lower basin states, they're, they're, they're kind of in trouble. And the three lower basin states are Arizona, California, and Nevada. Okay, so what's in the news? We taught you in our original show that the United States Bureau of Reclamation, you know, another one of our government agencies, has jurisdiction, has the power to decide and control this water. You say, that's crazy. Now we have a government. Wait a minute, Gary, how'd that happen? We got a government entity imposing their will and their views and their decisions and their orders and their powers over individual people using the water. And I say, that's right. How did that happen? Because you've got a water right if you, you had prior appropriation. But that's right. The United States Bureau of Reclamation has the power to decide this water. So the upper basin states are in pretty good shape. But what happened in our last show? We told you that the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation, Reclamation, excuse me, is warning the states that if they don't come up with a voluntary agreement by and between all of them, they're going to impose their will on all the states as to the allocation of the water in the Colorado River. That brings us up to today. That brings us up to today's news. The U.S. Bureau of Reclamation has announced that since you people didn't come up with an agreement, But remember, from our last show, six of the seven states did come up with an agreement on how to allocate the water. And even though we've had record snowfall in the Rocky Mountains this year, that doesn't solve the whole problem. And according to some experts, that doesn't solve part of the problem or a small part of the problem. But six states came to an agreement. But the one state that would not come to an agreement is California. Why? Because under the doctrine of prior appropriation, they have appropriated this water for years. They have vested rights in this water for a lot of residential users, agricultural, farming, ranches, and they're not giving it up. So they wouldn't reach a voluntary agreement. There comes the United States Bureau of Reclamation. So they, they sounded one warning, and that deadline went by. They sounded another warning. If you don't do something, we're going to do something about it. And that deadline went by. And now here's the third one. And this might be the shot over the bow. This might be it because they said in this summer, and we're almost to summer right here, this summer they're going to come up with the rules and regulations to divide up the water among the lower basin states. And, and that's going to affect Nevada, Arizona, and California. But let's look at that. <clears throat> Their choices basically are three things legally. The U.S. Bureau of Reclamation can do, number one, nothing. And if they do nothing, you know, I think Lake Mead and Lake Powell 
are 22 and 20% of their, their capacity. You know how scary that is? They're almost to the capacity where they can't generate electricity. Well, that, that would get somebody's attention, don't you think? All right, so now we're to, while we're to an update of our show on the Colorado River, we're to an update. They're going to initiate rules. So what's choice number two? What's door number two look like? Door number two for the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation says that what we're going to do is establish rules that honor the prior appropriation doctrine. That's why I kind of reminded of that doctrine to you at the beginning of this podcast. That's why I went over it again. So choice number two for the Bureau is we're going to honor the doctrine of prior appropriation, which means Arizona could be in trouble, which means in Arizona, Phoenix and Tucson could be in trouble because they have water water resources that are derivative of a compact that covers water from the Colorado River. So now the Bureau has to weigh all this. And Nevada's going to be in trouble. But if they use prior appropriation, guess who's not going to be in trouble or as much trouble? And that's going to be the state of California because they wouldn't agree to the voluntary agreement compact anyway because they were the only state that held out because they want to enforce their senior prior appropriation rights. Forget Lake Powell and Lake Mead, 20 and 22% of their, their capacity. Forget that. So what's door number three for the Bureau? Choice number three. Choice number three is to change the landscape. Man, can you imagine the lawsuits coming out of this? And what do I mean by changing the landscape? What they're going to do is say, we're going to divide up the water equally. Whoa. Hang on to your horses. Hang on. We're going to divide up the water equally, and we're going to ignore or obliterate or mitigate or get rid of the senior prior appropriation doctrine, which hits California right in the face. And they're going to get a lot less water than any reduction they would get under prior appropriation enforcement. Doing nothing is not an option. So the Bureau of Reclamation has kicked off a 45-day time period where they will accept public comments. Now, if you listen to our show before, or our podcast before, on do administrative agencies really control our lives and how legally, and I'm not going to repeat that podcast because I know you listen to it, okay, under the Administrative Procedures Act and all that stuff we covered, this administrative agency, meaning the Bureau of Reclamation, is now into a public commentary period where they're going to propose a rule this summer after they have public comments, after they may have a, have a hearing or hearings, and you might think it's just a bunch of old fogies sitting behind a desk talking about water, it's going to be real time. It's going to affect somebody's life. If you're living in Phoenix and you don't have water, you're living in Tucson and you don't have water, or the water you used to have was uh, more plentiful and now it's almost nothing or down to, or reduced considerably, this is your chance. Right now, Phoenix, Tucson, Arizona, Nevada, California, this is your chance to make your commentary known. This is your chance to participate in the process. And if, you, and if you're confused about that, go back and listen to our podcast on your favorite platform on administrative law and do administrative agencies really control our lives. I would say that if they're going to control the amount of water when you turn on the faucet in your house uh, that you get, I would say administrative agencies in the United States of America control your life. I would say that. And so would you. So now there's a shot across the bow by the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation. We told you once, you didn't do anything. We warned you a second time to come to a voluntary agreement. You didn't do it. Now we're telling you a third time, and this time we've got a 45-day period. We're not messing around this time. We've got a 45-day period for public comments, after which time we're going to pass some rules. And the rules are going to be mandatory. And the rules are going to control the water. 
And then you can say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Rocky Mountains had 125 or 150 percent or whatever it was, record snowfall. We're all good. And the Rocky Mountains dead because we're right here in Denver, Colorado, and we lived it. Yeah, a lot of snow everywhere. But that doesn't solve the problem. And many experts say that doesn't even begin to solve the problem. So back to the Bureau of Reclamation. I don't know. Really, think about it. Would you like to be on the Bureau of Reclamation making that decision? Are you going to use prior appropriation? That's the law. Or are you going to invent a new formula to, quote, equally divide up the water? And that's going to hurt California, California farmers, California ranchers, California residents. Somebody's going to lose. And maybe they're going to try to make it where somebody loses, everybody loses some, but nobody loses everything. And I don't know, you can talk to the geologists and the hydrologists and all the experts on water and water resources and see if they agree. This is a legal show and I'm not a hydrologist and I'm not a geologist. So I don't know if you're going to have water. And the other fascinating legal point here is the upper basin states, the four upper basin states seem to be, quote, just fine. How'd that happen? Right. I mean, the lower basin states are taking the heat here, and I just covered them, Arizona, California, Nevada, but New Mexico and Colorado and the, and the upper basin states seem to be just fine. Utah, Wyoming, they seem to have, it's reported they seem to have temporarily dodged the bullet. You're listening to Legal Anatomy of Current Events. I'm Gary Bell along Brad Pollack. Our law firm is Bell & Pollock. We're out of Denver, Colorado. We're glad to do this show for you. We cover current events in our country and give you the legal breakdown and analysis so that you can hear it. You can use the information and in our education to you so that you can make up your own mind on these issues and hopefully you will be more informed. You can reach us at any time at info, I-N-F-O, info at legalanatomy.net. We're glad to receive your emails. We're glad to respond to you. If you have uh, suggested topics you'd like us to cover, if you have comments, if you like something, tell us. If you didn't like something, tell us. We're glad to do this show. We wanted to improve the show for you. We want this to be your go-to go place for a pure legal analysis, not, not partisan, non-biased, a pure legal analysis of current events in our country. Okay, as you know, at the end of every one of our shows, we do an American idiom, and we do a quote of the day. And the American idiom today, I was looking over some of them from England and America. I mean, these are really fascinating, what, what, what you come up with. Um, here's, a, here's a couple of them. One of them is called, you're under the weather. What does that mean? And where did it come from? Under the weather. I guess it's bad weather. I guess you don't feel bad. One of my favorite ones is putting the cart before the horse. Putting the cart before the horse. A great American idiom. And also, we do a quote at the end of every show. Try to have a little bit of fun. We got a quote of the day for today for you by Robert Allen, and his quote is, everything you want is just outside your comfort zone. <laughs> Think about that. Everything you want is just outside your comfort zone. Okay, thanks for joining us today. Legal Anatomy of Current Events. We will see you next week.